So, I want to start off by playing a quick game, okay? Okay. I am going to impersonate a Hollyoaks character oh, no. who overacted the <laughs> fuck out of last week. And I want you to tell me which Hollyoaks character it is. I'm going to do them in order of least pitiful act over actor to most extreme over actor, okay? Okay. <laughs> and I already have a debate about the last two, but I'm, I'm going to do it in this order anyway, okay? Yeah. So, here goes number one, okay? What do you mean you're going to bury your son, Dirk? What about what he did to me? Oh, my God. Push me. <laughs> yeah, yes. Cindy Cunningham was on fire. <laughs> that poor woman. Oh, yes. She can't catch a break. She's... <laughs> So tragic, and she's so hurt that Dirk isn't supposed to bury his son because she got a little prick on her neck. I'm just like, girl, shut up. <laughs> okay. All right, so that's Sydney. Sydney, that's number one. Okay, okay. Here goes number two. Okay. It was her! Nico pushed me off that roof! She tried to kill me! Oh my god, Will Savage. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna miss his face. <laughs> For real, I'm just like now. We knew once he got to that hospital, he wasn't leaving. But I was just like, really, son? Were you were you that bothered by it? I mean, Jesus Christ! I thought he was gonna give himself a heart attack the way he shot out them. Like it was her. I was like, okay. I think you could have said that in a normal voice, and everybody would have heard you just fine. <laughs> Oh, good. It's okay. And then... <laughs> Do we really need to go into Maxine? Let, no, no. Let me take my swig of water for this one. Here we go. <laughs> this this was the one that started it all, which helped me really notice all the overacting that was going on over the past couple of weeks. Here we go. <clears throat> Here we go. <laughs> Y'all choosing to have a baby for gangsters instead of siding with your family, Esther? Pack oh your bags! Your bags. <laughs> she tried too hard. Okay. <laughs> I was like, really, Frankie. Did, 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 did you have to say pack your bags pack with bag. that much emphasis? <laughs> pack your bags. And the whole time, I'm just thinking, now, Heather, you cheated on your husband and took your dirty ass back up in his bed every night for weeks. But Esther's gotta go. Really? I was yeah. like, uh, uh-uh. I said, I was like, Frankie, cross your legs, Heifer, cross your legs. <laughs> <laughs> edition of the British Soap Podcast. I had to make sure to say that with some enthusiasm because last year I was kind of like, 
Welcome to the British South Park. I was like, Mother, would you sleep? Would you take some unison? Okay. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I need my enthusiasm on this one. Because <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. And like Miss Shabnam, into Kush's big burly arms. Let's jump this thing off <laughs> with my partner in crime, Miss Lindsay. How you doing? How you feeling? How you living, baby? I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> doing pretty good. Not, nothing much special here happening, really. Mm-hmm. I'm going to clue y'all in to those of you who made it to the end of our last episode. Oh, no. Say, I got to go so my girl can get to drunk Mondays. Miss Lindsay gets a little drink and drink on <laughs> every Monday. So we're recording on another Monday, but this time we're recording after she's Afterwards. got her drink on. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we can take Good our time. Good ladies and gentlemen. Good time. <laughs> So if she calls me Crystal on this episode, <laughs> you guys will know why. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Not on purpose. <laughs> it's all good. All right, baby girl. So I have a question for you today. Yeah. And that question is, who killed it better? Okay. Rob Donovan when he killed Tina or Rob Sugden when he killed Katie? Oh they both sucked. <laughs> but oh, if really? I had but if I had to choose it would probably be Tina because the way that Katie died, she just fell down. Tina woke back up again. And then he actually did more to it than just the fall to the ground. There was more to it rather than, oh, let's just push her and talk to her in a somewhat calm manner at the same time. Oh, no, 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 no. Really? Uh -uh, Uh-uh, it wasn't no calm. Homeboy was bugging. Now, I think people think he was calm because this actor tends to laugh all his lines. No shit. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you up here trying to tell a woman and convince her you are going to kill her or do something to her life if she don't shut her mouth about knowing you've been sucking some errand dick. Why are you laughing? <laughs> He just it off like it was nothing. I was uh, just like, really? Are you really doing this right now? Oh, <laughs> and baby. Then push, push, and then the floor falls, falls through. So it's kind of a mixture between him pushing her to a weak spot in the floor and shit building. <laughs> yeah. I will say, I am happier that Katie's gone. (laughs) I will give it to Robert for that just because Robert on Emmerdale killed a character I couldn't stand. Rob on Coronation Street killed a character I loved. So because he killed a character I love, 
I can't with him. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm it's not that the murder is better. Not that one murder is better than another. <laughs> it's just bad. that murder is just bad. Yeah, I'm just more... I, I'm less annoyed with one murder than I am by the other. <laughs> so, <laughs> Robert Sugden's the less annoying murderer of a certain character. I think yeah, more or less. Robert the murderer is more annoying than Rob the murderer. <laughs> but the <sighs> character, I was ready for Katie to go. Tina, I still miss. And I still I, there's no reason that heifer shouldn't be off the show. Although, can we take a moment to celebrate the impending departure of Maddie this summer from Coronation Street? Bye! Yay! Bye! And please take the producer of Coronation Street with you. Bye! <laughs> Because <laughs> Blackburn said, as long as he was there, Maddie was there. Since Maddie's gone, doesn't that mean he needs to be gone too? Yeah, right. <laughs> Shucks. All right, baby. Well, um, our homegirl, Lauren, who has a name now, that's Miss Hiddles and Bowties. Uh, she was so cute. She wrote us a little uh, note on Tumblr thanking us for uh, asking her question last time. And then I saw the link to her Twitter with her name. So <laughs> she's Miss Lauren Hiddles and Bowties. She's the cute little, uh, oh goodness, the uh, human girl being. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, she sent us another question, darling. Oh, did she now? Yes, ma'am. So let's get into the uh, question. So the uh, question that she asked was, um, well, first she said, you know, did we watch the Children in Need Coronation Street EastEnders crossover a few years back? Now, I know I did. I don't know if you were rocking with I did, then. yeah. Did you too? Okay. So what she said was, she said, if there was a soap crossover now, what would you want to happen in it? Oh. Isn't that a good one? Well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know if that's a question you want to ask to a girl that's been getting her drunk Monday on, Lauren, but... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a really good question. Um, Robert can call Lauren and Peter together on uh, EastEnders Emmerdale special. <laughs> Did you say he could kill Lauren and Peter? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that is cute I like on, that answer on, oh, oh I forgot the best part on the day of Ian and Jane's wedding yeah <laughs> I can't marry you now I've got nothing left <laughs> oh dear that would be fantastic oh my goodness well i am going to do a couple because i just tweeted one earlier so i'm just gonna copy that one uh the one i tweeted a little bit earlier said i need aaron from emmerdale to head over to the Carter's place on EastEnders to go slap that goddamn uh, kill potion out of Tina's hand before she gives it to Stan. That's what I wanted to goddamn happen. It was when I saw that heifer was mixing that damn potion. I was like, oh, Lord, what you doing? And in the same episode... I've done this before. Get it away. Okay. And then in the same episode, Stan had already said the 
respect my wishes bullshit that uh, Sandy and Doug on Kaliok's told Steve before he quote unquote killed his mama even though he was outside when the heifer was inside by herself taking all the pills uh huh (laughs) so I'm like oh no this madness needs to stop it needs to stop fortunately Mick came in and saved the day (laughs) but yes I needed that to happen because I was just like I'm not here for this at all Mm -hmm. but the other one that I had on my mind now Lauren you only gonna be up on this one if you know a little something about the American stories but I'm gonna say it anyway I need Will Horton oh, no. and Robert Sugden <laughs> oh, no, to cross over to one another's storylines to romance, cheat on, and murder each other, okay? <laughs> because oh, Will oh, my God. Horton is a gay man on Days of Our Lives who just cheated on his husband for absolutely no reason. Robert Sugden gay man, even though he's straight, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. I'm not gay. I'm not gay. stick in my mouth every five minutes and in my ass the other five minutes, I'm straight. And and Robert keeps cheating on his fiance, now wife, for absolutely no reason. So I think the perfect solution to their need to cheat on their spouses and penetrate other men is for Will Horton and Robert Sugden to come together as the most annoying, adulterous ass gay couple in all the land just before a car that they're in explodes and kills them both instantly. <laughs> I kinda like that idea. That's what I'm just, oh God. They are both are my those two characters have me the most annoyed of all characters in American and British soaps right now. I cannot with them. I need them dead. I need the Hollyo stalker to inject them both. I need Cameron to escape from Emmerdale and slash their throats. I need Stefano Demira to do mind control on both of them and get them to kill each other. I need to see them die 13 ways. Friday the 13th is coming up. I need to see them die 13 ways. <laughs> That's what I need to die. I can't with them. <laughs> so, yes. Oh, yeah, Friday the 13th. This is my birthday. Yes, it is, darling. Just That's before Valentine's Day. day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so maybe, maybe what I need on Friday the 13th, I need Jason to cross over to both stories and murder them both. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be for it. I'd watch it. And then when they get to heaven, they need to be chained up in hell right across from each other, both naked and horny with erections. But their punishment (laughs) is that they can never have sex with each other. They can just lust after each other for for life. Oh, my God. Now, that's just cool. (laughs) That is the point these bastards have me at, okay? (laughs) I cannot with them. Yeah, I bet you didn't expect talk of a hell and erections when you asked that question, Lauren. (laughs) But this is what you get because we keep it classy on the British Soap Podcast, okay? Oh, yeah. Ever so so classy. (laughs) Thank you for your question, darling. Keep them coming if you have more questions. 
please let us know we love getting them if any of you listening have questions hit us up in our ask box and let us know and again you don't have to be anonymous say who you are so i can go to your tumblr and tell you how much i'm loving you right now i don't know if she listens to the podcast but the girl who runs purple hair secret lair is my girl right now she's been coming with it clown and robert in my ass so i love it so i love you boo. if you're listening hit us with a question child we'll give you some love <laughs> you're coming with it yeah so uh yeah so Thank y'all for the questions. Ask us more questions. Okay. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to start things off in Hollyoaks. Miss Lindsay, let's start it with you. What did Hollyoaks do to make you say, what's the hell? Everything. <laughs> we were talking about this at the start of the show, and there was even a little game to go along with it. And my biggest what the hell is the overacting of four particular people on the show this week. And those four people are Cindy Cunningham, Frankie, Maxine, and Will, even though he died. But, and that was kind of sad because he is a lovely little man he is and and and, and even though he's a bit of a geek he's still a gorgeous geek with those eyeballs that you just want to stare into until you die (laughs) and that beard that you just want to nuzzle yourself to sleep in (laughs) more or less (laughs) but they 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 just kind of gave them all really demented little things to do that made them overact to the point that I didn't even want to sit and watch it. Frankie yelling at Esther was probably the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen in my life. And it's just like, Really, if you're going to try to be serious on this show, make it convincing. Don't make people yell and scream at each other just because they need something to do. Because it seems that's what all the overacting was. Yeah. Maxine was trying to get everyone to believe that, that, you know, Nico's living with Patrick now and we we need to get her away from him before they start, you know... Or before he starts doing to her what she what he did to you and he even went and saw, she even went and saw Sienna. I was like, hey, I haven't seen her for a few months. Way to go! <laughs> and this is me. I don't like Sienna. It's just like, hey, I haven't seen you since Christmas. <gasps> and and it's just like. I can't, I can't take, and her and, her and Darren are cute, but I think they're trying too hard to throw them together for no particular reason other than she needs a job and he needs the help. Well, my uh, Hot Hollyoaks Mess Award, my what the hell, it goes to Darren's bitch ass. <laughs> All of a sudden. Darren, the adulterer who had a gambling addiction, 
can't understand why Nancy might have a pill addiction. I was like, really, son? Now, I know homeboy went back and apologized, blah, say, blah. But in the moment, how Leo's had Darren acting too fucking extra. I don't understand how you can be on pills, how you can be addicted to anything. And I was just waiting for Nancy to be like, uh, really, you gambling addicted motherfucker? Really? Uh, didn't you lose damn near all your money because of that foolishness? And then, him talking about, and how everyone thinks you're such a saint. But what if they knew the reason I cheated on you with Sienna is because you were addicted to pills at the time? And I was like, now hold up, son. Have you did go fuck Sienna because you wanted to see You know what I'm Sienna. saying. Sister girl was not that far gone. Hollyos dropped that she was taking a couple pills. They completely dropped that storyline for like six months and then popped it back up. All right. She was not nobody's druggie who was fucking up the marriage so bad he had to cheat. He was just, he just completely rewrote history. And because in the scene, Nancy was, you know, going through withdrawal, so... She didn't really stand up for herself like she could. But I'm like, uh-uh, Derek, Darren, I'm not going to have your ass sitting up here as the dude who fucked up your marriage blaming Nancy alone for the destruction of your marriage because she has an addiction. Because why would a man with an addiction understand his wife or ex-wife, whatever the fuck they are now, who also has an addiction? I was just like, no, son, shut up. What the hell? Sit your ass down in dad's cabs and drive one of them motherfucking cabs off a fucking cliff, you Steve from Corey wannabe <laughs> ass motherfucker. I was over it, babe. I was like, nah, son. <laughs> nah, you need to go on some of that bullshit. <laughs> I couldn't with it, boo. Not at all. <laughs> Shit. Oh, goodness. What about Seeds of the Week, baby? What you have for your Seeds of the Week? My favorite things actually had to do with Grace, Trevor, and Esther. <laughs> and it was right after they, right after Esther's like, I need somewhere to go. Because, you know, Frankie kicked her out. And Trevor's sitting there writing a list of stuff for Esther, a rule list for Esther. And she moved in because... He didn't like the fact that somebody else was moving in under his house, so he writes out a list, and then Esther and Kim walk into the place and say, Esther has a list of demands first. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just like, seriously? (laughs) It's about time she took some initiative, even though it was through Kim. (laughs) Plus, there was that uh, little pink robe that he claimed belonged to Grace when it clearly didn't because he is a very pretty man <laughs> we need to talk about that robe and we need to talk about this bullshit <laughs> because this I think is the first week since we started doing this show almost <laughs> six months ago almost oh and quick sidebar congratulations for starting year of the Hollyoaks Daily six years ago yay 
<laughs> yes, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make you starting the Hollyoaks Daily Podcast six years ago, my scene of the week, because this week I had none. This is the first time there was nothing that I thought was fabulous. There was nothing, nothing, nothing. And when I saw Trevor in that fucking pink robe, like he was Mick fucking Carter wearing Linda's pink fucking robe, I was done. I was like, were you fucking kidding me, Hollyoaks? Brian Kirkwood's son. You had your time at EastEnders, son. Okay, now you're just going to blatantly rip off the fucking pink rope. They even went so far as to have Esther dressed in pink with blonde hair in a scene with him, just like they got, a, you know, Linda Carter with blonde hair on EastEnders. I'm just like... Yeah, that, that, that. Yeah, I agree. I, I I found that was extremely corny because the pink robe is just weird on all accounts. The pink robe is patently EastEnders. No other soap, U.S. or U.K., has had a man walking around in a pink robe and played the beat of why is this masculine guy walking around in a pink robe until EastEnders did it and it was cute and it was fabulous and it questioned gender norms and blah 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 and it was good okay mm-hmm. so since this is a recent the Carlets have only been on like two years so since this is a recent thing or maybe a year so since this is a recent thing that has happened on EastEnders that people love why would you rip it off so explicitly like again like uh rob on emmerdale robert on emmerdale killing katie on emmerdale essentially the same way robert on coronation street killed tita on coronation street i'm just like jeez you're just copying the same fucking story. I mean, I'm expecting Esther to fall in love with a homeless heifer who steals her surprise mama, we'll say Frankie, who steals her surprise mama's, uh, uh, Frankie's uh, purse when she's at a homeless shelter and then she's going to move in with Esther and then leave after a year. I mean, I'm just waiting for it. You know what I'm saying? You know? Maybe John Paul is going to fall in love with a man who's getting in, about to get married to another woman and then somebody's going to find out about the affair, snap a picture of it, and then he's going to push her to her, the, this man is going to push her to her death while John Paul covers up the murder. Because we just copied everything. Now nah, it's cute, right? So, yes. So, my scene of the week is you starting your podcast six years ago. Congrats. <laughs> I, 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 I feel so loved, man. Good. I can't believe I started it so close to my birthday and didn't end it by then. <laughs> but you didn't need to end it, baby, because now you're here. So this is this is the extension of Hollyoaks Daily. Now it's just like Hollyoaks bi- bi-weekly-ish. <laughs> the Hollyoaks bi-weekly-ish. The, the Hollyoaks et al. bi-weekly-ish podcast. That's what we got going on <laughs> right now. Uh, 
Oh, goodness. Oh, I guess I will give some love to Zoe Lister. The, the news came out that Zoe Lister, my girl who kicked ass in footballers' wives, and who I kind of liked on EastEnders is Tanya. Not Tanya. Who the damn she played on EastEnders? I can't remember. But I like Zoe Lister. She's coming on as a new McQueen. I think she's going to be portioning them mama, and I'm looking forward to it because I couldn't with Teresa's mama. So I like Zoe, Zoe Lister, so hopefully she'll bring some uh, good vibes to the show. We'll see. All right, so we are doing things different this week, and we are just going to jump right into the next soap. So let's go into Miss Corey, ma'am. Miss Corey. Let's go into Corey, ma'am. What's your uh, what the hell for Corey? I hate, 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 hated that rivalry bullshit between Norris and Maddie. To the point where I wanted to reach to the TV instead of giving them a hug. I wanted to use one of Norris's little letter openers and stab them both in the face. <laughs> Tell the truth. You used the letter opener to stab that soccer ball. It wasn't Norris. Was it Lindsay? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a commando knife. <laughs> oh yes, that is what he said at first, wasn't it? <laughs> He's such a mess. He was a commando. He was a commando in the army. <laughs> I'm like, really? You are a lying sack of <laughs> But yes, I hated. I hated that entire two day thing. It seemed like this entire last week of stuff was all filler, except for the. Steve stuff and the Sinead stuff. Everything else was a bunch of nonsense filler that didn't need to be there. Oh, and the David stuff. And speaking of David, my <laughs> what the hell <laughs> for Corey uh, was Callum's ass. Uh, Callum just being on one about needing to be Max's daddy and letting Max know he was a daddy. And for the second time, Coronation Street letting that motherfucker come up in David's goddamn house and manhandle him. Again, I said this last time, this is David's house. I need him. And he's a short dude. He right there. I need him to punch this motherfucker in the nuts. Punch him in the nuts. Knee him in the nuts. Bite him in the nuts. I don't give a fuck. You don't let this motherfucker just come... Grab you, uh, grab your arm, put it behind your your back, and push you into your own goddamn house. Who does motherfucker think he is? And if he is gonna get in your house like that, you get the same mallet you used to destroy your brother's apartment when you realize he cheated with your wife, and you knocked the shit out of that motherfucker. I don't know why they're doing this to David, but David's a tough motherfucker. I ain't for this little man getting beat up by this motherfucker shit. Anyway. <laughs> My what the hell on the matter was just him, Callum, being so gung-ho about having Max to the point where he's telling David, you're going to lie and give me an alibi. I just felt like, you know, since Callum was so gung-ho about having Max, I wish David had just said, okay, tell Max you're his dad, and while you're at it, he can move in with you, and you can pay all the bills for him. His food, his clothes, all of that, handle it. Go ahead on. He right there down the street. Go get him. Here, look, I'll go pack his bags for him. They'll be at the door. Bye. 
Because, see, I don't think Callum is ready to be a real daddy. You know what I'm saying? I don't think Callum was ready to be a real daddy when he, you know, popped up. Right. So I wish that David would call him on his shit. Oh, okay. You want to be a parent? All right, son. Have at it. Here you go. And Max and Eat, I'm just letting you know now. So I hope you got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh, he needs to be at school at 8 o'clock in the morning. I hope you and ain't you need, trying to stay And you need to get his uh, ADHD medication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go right <laughs> on ahead. Yeah. Oh, and don't miss his counseling sessions on holiday two times a week. This time. So no more staying up at the pub till 3, 4 in the morning when your child got to be at school at 8. Because we all know Kylie ain't there with you no more. Mm-hmm. So go ahead on, be a daddy. I was like, all right, son. <laughs> but yeah, Callum was on my nerves and that shit. I was like, all right, son. Mm-hmm, David. I was going to say, he's pretty to look at and everything. But uh, <laughs> the character himself just needs to get lost. I'm sorry. Unless he's shirtless and showing me hair and chest, I don't give a fuck <laughs> if he's pretty. <laughs> if you got your shirt on, I don't give a fuck how pretty you are. Shut it. Nah, bye. <laughs> Shit. Alright, baby, what you got for your scene of the week for Corey? I think my scene... uh, I had a hard time picking one, but I think the one that I decided to go with was when Roy decided to scatter Haley's ashes, finally, in the little Woody car with Tyrone and Chez, and I thought it was cute, and I thought... Everything that he said and everything was really heartfelt, and I'm glad he finally did it. It was it was a very nice bunch of scenes, I think. Can I tell you what wasn't cute or nice? That. <laughs> no, no, no. The newly remodeled bistro. Oh. What the fuck was that? It looked like somebody just ransacked a basement. Oh, God. And, and decided to make it an attic. Baby. <laughs> it was a mess. I'm, I'm going to try to pull up my favorite tweets. I went a little bistro happy. And I'm going to try to find my favorite tweet about the bistro last night. Because there was one in particular that I really, really liked. I'm going to say her. Uh-huh. There go my bistro. Here we go. Yes. So this lady on Twitter, she goes, exactly what look are they going for in the bistro? Medieval torture chamber meets industrial chic. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, I was like, I'm just like, what the fuck is that? And the reason I bring up the bistro is because it ties into my scene of the week, which was... Gail pop it up at the bistro when uh, uh, Gavin Will Hackett was having that meltdown <laughs> about uh, whatever the fuck. Oh, his girlfriend being there, whatever. And a Stephanie uh, so-called breaking up with him. Uh huh. And he's trying to. Mike was all concerned, and he's trying to uh, figure out what's going on. Gavin, tell me what's going on. And Gail just walks up in that ugly bistro like. Um, is the champagne over here? Is it going free? Is it, and she said, is it going bagging? <laughs> I'm like, Gail gives no fucks about anything but that champagne. I said, get it, Alpha. Drink your champagne, mama. Agreed. <laughs> she had me laughing. I thought it was so cute. And then later on, it got a little bit deeper. Because, you know, our boy Michael, he thought he was going to die in surgery. And so he, uh, you know, 
tried to hand his will over to uh, Gail and Michael. So, I mean, Gail and uh, Gavin Will Hackett, so they could know if anything happened to him. And then she ripped it up. Yes, ma'am. Gail took it. She sat. Because I ain't thinking about this, baby. You're going to be fine. You're coming back to me. I've waited too long for a good man to be thinking that you ain't going to be around. So <laughs> you're going to make it happen, son, and I'm going to be right here. I'm going to be your ride or die chick. I said, that's right, Gail. <laughs> you, you ride for that bad, baby. <laughs> so, yes. Gail drinking it up and loving Michael up. Scene of the week, Corey. All day, mm-hmm. every day. <laughs> Love it. take things over to the Coronation Street copycat show called Emmerdale. (laughs) Miss Lindsay, we're going to start with you. What did the copycat Coronation Street do to make you say, what the hell, boo? The same two people that I have been talking about for the past two months that I cannot stand together. And I wish they would stay apart. And I wish Aaron would get his head out of his ass and just blow up the entire affair. But he couldn't do that because he aided in killing Katie. (laughs) Well, he likes his head in Robert's ass. (laughs) Which must be why he all of a sudden loves Robert. So, of course... He would do the exact same thing he did when he left the show, which is cover up a crime mm-hmm. he didn't commit. Yep. Because Robert's wonderful explanation, oh yeah, so the girl who was so angry that she was about to wreck my marriage, yeah, she decided everything was cool, and then she just fell out. Yeah, I, I, and I was like, okay. I can't deal with. I just can't deal with him. I can't deal with Aaron. I can't deal with him and Aaron together. I like Aaron. <laughs> I, I just wish Aaron would find somebody that's more for him, rather than do everything that he's against and falling in love with a mayor well now a married dude which is something he's been against since god knows when Mm -hmm. so it's like i can't since he cut since he cut carl king's brakes for helping his mother uh, cheat with Patty, mm-hmm. since he talked shit about his mama when she uh, cheated on, uh, I think, Dan with Cameron, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden, Aaron cheating like it ain't no fine. It's good. It's cool. So I've been on the, uh, the gaze of daytime uh, forum. My girl, Denise, got me uh, on that mm-hmm. uh, every now and then. And, uh, she was saying how, because some of the people were like, uh, you know, uh, Aaron and Robert are everything and they need to fight really hard to stay together. And Denise was kind of like, you know, well, um, Aaron can be with somebody else. Like, 
he does not have to just be with Roberts. So I don't know why you guys are all, you know, oh, he just needs to be with uh, Robert, right? And I wrote there, uh, Finn was always the logical choice, which is why it annoyed me that Kate Oates made that decision to not bring Aaron and Finn together before bringing them together for sex so that Barton could repeatedly buy food and drinks for the guy who deemed him not his type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. It still makes me mad. And instead what we got was Emmerdale Street's Robert copying Coronation Street's Robert by murdering one long-term character while hooking up with another and that ended so well for Cameron, right? Mm. And then we've now spent months devoid of any substantive buildup of a romance between two openly gay men because that's more entertaining, mm. right? So someone replied to me, you know, for suggesting that Finn was a more logical choice. This is this is what they said. They say the Robert Aaron affair has been way, uh, three letters all caps, way more entertaining to me than a Finn Aaron romance would be. I find Finn dull as dishwater and Finn Aaron would make an absolutely incomprehensible pair. I think that I might want to punch this person in the face. I'm sorry, I'm right there with you, boo. Call me Brendan Brady. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what are you talking crazy, about? Crazy Kirsty right here. Just the white version. You know what I'm saying? The kid who plays Finn has been on point from the jump. He is always entertaining. Mm-hmm. You know? In my opinion, the best thing that he did last year was when he thought he was raped after that motherfucker tried to kill him. I was just, oh, I, he played he played all that shit so good. He did everything John Paul did wrong, homeboy did right. Same way Linda mm-hmm. Carter did. So Finn's excellent. And the story is easy, okay? Mm-hmm. Aaron is best friends with uh, Andy. Or what the fuck? Who's that motherfucker? Adam. Adam. Okay? And who is Finn's brother? And who did Aaron get into it with when he first came to town? Ross. So we got Aaron, Finn falling in love with Aaron. Aaron falling in love with Finn. And now Finn using Aaron to learn more about his brother and Ross hating it. You know, so just like what EastEnders was setting up with Johnny on one side, Ben on the other side, and Lee in the middle not being able to stand it. Same thing with Aaron and Ross. They already got into it twice. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So you can't tell me a storyline that featured Aaron Livesey, Ross Barton, and Finn, and I'm gonna even say Adam with his cute beard. I mm-hmm. like that everybody else hates. Would not that have been juicy. Beard, Girl, that I. beard is sexy. <laughs> okay, hello. <laughs> <laughs> he get on my nerves, but that beard is cute as fuck. <laughs> but that shit is. And I'm sorry. I don't get. I I feel like you know. I don't understand what some of these fans want. You know. I, 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 I guess I don't understand that mindset that feels like I need to have a gay pairing beating each other up because that's hot. I mean, that's fucking annoying. It's a violent, it's a, it's a violent relationship. I've been out 20 years. I've never beat up a man that I was romantically involved with. You don't fucking do that. Nobody does. It's weird. I don't do that shit. That Mickey Ian Chamberlain shit, that's weird. I don't do that shit. You don't tell a man that you, you don't say to a man, 
I'm pretty sure you love me, and then he beats the shit out of you, and then you're still sucking his dick. That's that's not normal. That's abnormal. It's weird. It's strange. And it's odd that it's played out with Stendon. And it's odd that, to a lesser extent, it's playing out with Aaron and Robert. You got two motherfuckers that can't stand each other, but they're fucking. And now Emmerdale wants us to understand that Robert is in love. And some of these fans are drinking that Kool-Aid. Like, of course they're in love. Even though Emmerdale's really done nothing to show how they could have possibly come into love you know look at Shabnam and uh and Kush on oh, EastEnders <laughs> that is how a love story is built it doesn't happen from December when they kiss to February where they in love but not Aaron's covered up a murder that two months for love boy bye I mean I think Shabnam and Kush have been circling around each other for six months Okay, uh, my girl Sonia and Tina have been circling around each other for about a year. You know what I'm saying? It takes time to build a love. Emmerdale has not done that. You know? And, and, and it's so, kind of depressing because that was my, er, Emmerdale has been my favorite for almost a year. And then they pull this shit out of their ass. And everybody thinks it's rainbows and sprinkles. And I don't care. I think it's crap, and I wish they would stop. Yeah, it is, baby. You know, I feel like people who may not be thinking about, I think, gay storylines in the same way that we do, feel like it's epic and powerful and strength and strength, all those other buzzwords they like to say. But the reality is, it's two months of an illogical pairing where the show, this is the epitome of a show trying to force a couple down your throat. Yeah. Although, Crystal said this, and she was right on the money with this, because uh, Emmerdale had Robert uh, say the words. This is not a love story? Mm-hmm. Robert said that to Aaron when Aaron was out going back and forth on whether or not he liked Robert. This is not a love story, Okay. So since this is not a love story, there's no point in Aaron said the word. Right, but but even though Aaron said the words, right, in this back and forth, this strange week where Aaron was John Paul McQueen, then he was Ariel from The Little Mermaid. (laughs) Daddy, I love him! Okay. It was nothing but pure manipulation. I really, I mean, I used to be, I used to love that dude so much. He was like Mr. Hardman, UK dude, gay, you know, Nick Jonas grabbing his dick, proud to be gay. Well, eventually, proud to be gay, tough dude. I liked Aaron. Now he's the fucking Little Mermaid. I mean, for real. Patty, are you in love, Aaron? Ariel Aaron nods his head. Of course, Daddy. Patty, I mean, what the fuck? And, uh, anyway, man, it's just it's just annoying, and I, I don't understand the the fan mindset. And it's not just limited to Aaron and Robert. There there's just this this branch of fan that just blindly accepts that you know two unhealthy gay men. I think that's the thing. Two unhealthy gay men in a romantic pairing is interesting. But they're not. Like that's their mindset. But f- for me, right, two unhealthy gay men 
and nonsensical story is irritating, right? So they see interesting. I, I see, see punch in the face. You know what I'm saying? And the other side is when it's actually a quality story, right? Like I think looking is the best, writing the best material for I gay men right show. now. Okay? And also, I'm going to throw cucumber and banana in. I can't believe I am giving love to the Rosie Davies series, but cucumber is knocking it out of the park. Mm -hmm. Banana, those stories are really good. They are writing the fuck out of those stories. And what is the typical response from people who think like this? Oh, it's boring. It's boring. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You got a real exploration of human relationships that gets in deep emotions. You know what I'm saying? Not, we're fucking so we must be in love and help me cover up a murder. That shit ain't real. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You know, you not having sex with your man for all these years because you got shame about who you are as a gay man. That's real shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's loving. Okay, Finn has been trying to the head of his family, pretty much keeping the glue, keeping his family together, keeping his brothers in line, helping out with his daddy's farm, trying to have a love interest for himself. You know, wanting his mom back in his life and doing everything he can to bring his mom back into life. Sweetest boys could be have somebody try to murder him because his brother is caught up in some bullshit. And, feel, and and all that that Finn's been through is, what's this fucking quote? Dull, it's dishwater, is that the motherfucker saying? Yeah, I'm uh, like, Yeah, what? I'm just like, dull is dishwater? What, what dishwater are you I looking at? Excuse me, <laughs> person who wrote that message on that board. Finn is a cute little bastard who's been through a lot and deserves a TV hug from me. Reach through that I TV, give him a huge hug, and say, go find somebody. Because I can't take you being alone anymore. Because now he doesn't even have Victoria to lean on anymore. <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, this Aaron and Robert thing has not been a long-term story for the jump. Adam and Robert's killed Katie. He's out. So, I, I mean, I, I think it's just a waste of time. And Finn has been on the show longer, you know, than Robert. Finn, Emmerdale made this ridiculous decision to make them have sex, even though they said they shouldn't be together. Okay, so why not let the sex be the introduction to a relationship? Instead of this stupid Aaron Robert bullshit, we could have been having Finn and Aaron building a relationship for months. Mm -hmm. And they would have had a head start over everybody because old dude left EastEnders, died and left EastEnders, so that relationship is dead. Yep. Billy and Sean just started this month on Corey, so that's new, okay? And what's those? Hollyoaks, John Paul and Steve are married, but Hollyoaks ain't invested in their relationship. So this could have been the one soap where we got a sustained buildup of a gay storyline that could have been something good. Yep. I mean, hello, opposites attract, okay? You mean to tell me that Aaron being in a relationship with Finn wouldn't bring out strong qualities in Aaron? You mean to tell me Finn being in a relationship with Aaron might not toughen Finn up a little bit? Like, I'm interested in that dynamic. And both the dudes can act. They're great. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's, it, it's just stupid to me that Emmerdale decided not to put them together. I mean, it's just like shit. I don't know if fucking Meryl Streep <laughs> was going to be in a movie with 
Oh, no, I'm just pulling this out of my ass. Denzel Washington, okay? <laughs> and then the directors of the movie said, but we're not going to have Denzel and Meryl Streep share any scenes together. I'm like, what? Oh, it's just dumb. It's so dumb. It's so dumb, baby. I can't. So, yes. I completely understand. <laughs> you know? Because, look, I'm gay. I'm gay. And I'm looking for these stories. We were not always portrayed in soaps like this. So now that we are portrayed, it would be nice to see some long-term stories. Because this is the thing, you know? Short-term stories are fine, cute, fun, and fabulous, but there's been enough short-term gay stories forever. Can we have some long-term sustained conflict? I mean, you got motherfuckers on soaps that's been in couples for years. Cat and Alfie been going back and forth at it since, what, 2001? Yeah, better go You know what I'm saying? Uh, Charity and Kane been going at it since they was fucking teenagers, apparently. You know what I'm saying? I think she joined the show in 2000. I mean, can we not get one fucking gay couple? Couple. I mean, two people. The story is these two people going through ups and downs to get back together. That lasts for longer than like a fucking year. What's the probably the best story they have? Christian and Saeed. I mean, that's pretty much the best that's been done thus far. And they were like, wasn't it like five yeah, years? Yeah, something like that. Them? It was and they kind of just walked off screen together. Yes. So we're lacking. We need long-term gay storyline. Yes, with all the Soviet drama, but we need longevity. And I mean, if someone would write it, you know, it would be awesome. I think EastEnders will eventually. You know, they're focused on the stories they're focused on right now. But I'm sure EastEnders will eventually do it for Ben. But it's just sad to me that Emmerdale has Aaron and Finn now, who could be playing that role now, and they're choosing not to to use yeah. them, you know? And I just feel this stuff with Robert is it's just unnecessary. I mean, Robert still could have came on the show. He still could have been bisexual. He could have flirted with Aaron and not show him the time of day. And maybe, I don't know, maybe he got it to mess up with a girl and then the girl was the one that helped him kill Katie. I mean, shit, you know. Hell, maybe it was Carrie. Carrie's Katie. Carrie's Andy's ex. There you go. <laughs> now, he been fucking with Carrie. <laughs> now, they both contributed to Katie. You know, it's just, this just feels like a waste of time. This feels like a story that is ultimately going to dead in nowhere. And I'm just, I'm not interested in that. You know, I'm not interested in that. Queer as Folk was five years long. I'm, I'm here for I'm that. In, That's a long-term I story. I still am in love with that show. The show was excellent, beginning to end. I loved it. You know, looking, I hope, praise Jesus, I hope that's going to be a show that's around for years because it's excellent. Cucumber Banana surprised the hell out of me. I hope that's a long-term story. It's really good. Sean Tully, I like him on Coronation Street. He's a long-term character, and hopefully his storyline will, you know, create a long-term love, you know? But... Aaron, Aaron, homeboy is the man. He won all the awards. He can do so many good things. But y'all gonna give him this shit? I mean, even him. In the interview that he did about this, he said, I think I had his quote somewhere, but he said something like, he's even surprised that Aaron hasn't given Robert a slap at this point the way that he's been acting. You know, I do. It drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. Agreed. (laughs) Nuts, baby. Shit. So. Yeah, I'm feeling that. <laughs> I'm feeling your what's the hell um, on that one. Um, I have other ones, but uh, Aaron's love of Robert was my main one, so we'll leave that other shit till later. <laughs> Fair enough. Shit. Let's jump to Seed of the Week. What you have for your Seed of the Week, boo? There was this one. I needed some comical I needed a comical one, I think, because most of the stuff that happened was 
so damn serious that you needed that one tiny little bit of, you know, happy. And there was this one scene, the one scene that you saw with Marlon in it the entire week. <laughs> and it was right after uh, Patty bet them that they could not do dry February too and he's sitting on his laptop looking at really big expensive foods and then Doug's like are you married to my daughter or are you married to Patty (laughs) 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 and I'm like my brain says Patty my heart knows it's Laurel (laughs) (laughs) And then he goes into this whole big thing about how he can't lie to Patty because his eyebrows do a weird thing. And I was just like, oh my god, I love him in his face so much. Yes, it was fantastic. And see, another thing, Aaron and Finn, even if they weren't romantically involved, they could have easily been the Patty and Marlon of the show. The younger generation, okay? <laughs> Finn and Marlon were essentially best friends of the same fucking character. Patty and Aaron are like, you know, father and son. It would have been awesome. We could have gotten months of this awesome relationship building between them, but not, oh, so frustrating. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well... I'm going to keep it comical with mine, uh, which also features a character from your scene of the week, and that is our boy Doug. (laughs) (laughs) When Doug and Diane got a look at what Diane called Val's monstrosity (laughs) of a hat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Doug Doug looked at Valley. He was like, Is Eric in there? Shout if you could hear us, Eric. <laughs> I was done. <laughs> I was done. I was like, Doug, I'm glad to have you back, boy. He has accused. I wish I could do a Jordy accent, but I can't. Yes, me neither. But it was excellent. And then Val busts out. This is fashion. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, little guy got fashion. Okay. (laughs) If that's fashion, I'm the Dalai Lama. (laughs) Goodness gracious. I love Doug. I'm glad that he's back. And I like that he's coming with the comedy because it's fantastic. Oh, goodness. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to throw in another what the hell. Cause it's, I mean, I'm going to throw in another scene of the week because it seems kind of shitty not to since it was so big. I thought Emma and Ross this week were fan goddamn. Oh, my God. Me too. Baby. After, oh, after, fantastic. After he, uh, after he told him what happened, I was just like, oh, my God. There's going to be but, much math. But see, and they even set it up brilliantly because the cops come by the house talking about it's a fingerprint of Ross on a picture frame that was upstairs. Yeah. And I'm like, how the hell you was upstairs? I was there. You ain't go upstairs. And Ross is like, yeah, I did when you were in the place. Uh-uh. What the hell's going on, Ross? 
and he couldn't lie to his mama. I was like, oh shit. And this sister girl was acting a little offended. How could you do that? And you, I don't know about being around you if you get doing all these dodgy dealings. And I'm sitting there thinking, not heifer. You tried to kill this child. And you really got a problem with him? I'm like, okay, Emma. And Emmerdale was like, okay, Emma. As of what had happened, uh, Pete was tired of, you know, Emma seeming to be flaking on the boys. So he kept alluding to, she ain't want to criticize. She don't need to be criticized. And Ross was like, just tell me. I'm sick of this. We don't need to criticize. What the hell is going on? Tell me. Tell me. Tell me the truth. Yeah, I <laughs> And Pete's like, all right, well, she kind of tried to kill your ass. <laughs> and, and how old were you? And Finn's reaction to it, too. It was just like yes. that entire family dynamic during that thing was just perfect. Yes. I kind of wish and they would have done it, you know, a little bit later rather than having her in for a week and doing it and just, you know, building it up to a point to where, you know, it had to come out like, oh my God, something hit Emma in the head and she wakes up and she says something deliriously or something stupid like that. Even if it was stupid. Um, are you watching Gotham right now? Oh, yeah. Okay, Penguin. <laughs> Seriously, though, I kind of wish they would have built it up just a little bit more before they, before Pete actually told them anything about it. Yeah. I think I think they went into it too fast. Yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been dragged out a little bit longer, baby. Because, I mean, it was it was barely there as a secret, you know. But the UK, so uh, most of the time, don't seem to like to hold things too long. I kind of like, wish- I remember being impressed that they, they didn't when I first started I, watching. I, I kind of wish the U.S. soaps would do that rather than spend six months yeah. on one day. Yeah, because it would be more interesting, you know. But now, you know, now, you know, we've got Hollyoaks and uh, Emmerdale. No, Hollyoaks and EastEnders doing a little bit different now with, you know, dragging out Lucy's murder for fucking ever, dragging out Maxine abuse for a year and a half, dragging out, you know, John Paul's rape for nine months, you know what I'm saying, all that kind of stuff, you know. But, yeah, Emma and Ross and everything, yeah, I thought that they were fantastic. Those two are clearly mother and son, because mm-hmm. Emma is as manipulative as Ross is as manipulative as Emma. And it's and it's it's interesting to see that dynamic, because you could tell he don't get that from James. No, but it's it's in him from somebody, and you know just the pain and the vulnerability of both, but that that facade that they put up like they're so goddamn tough. And how they can kind of, you know, Emma surprised me by how she can just read her son. And I'm surprised that Ross is kind of, you know, you know, breaking down for his mama so damn easy. Uh, and she reminds me a whole lot of the actress that played Donna. So I'm like, oh, yeah, was, even, even the think, look. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, bro. So you was doing mommy issues on that one, son. <laughs> even though you ain't know your mama. <laughs> but, yeah, I think those two, yeah, they've just been, they've just been fantastic. Agreed. And let's just go right on ahead and segue that straight into EastEnders, where Miss Shirley Carter was like, Mick, I'm your mama, and you just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> Shucks, let's do it different. Let's let's hit scene of the week, baby. What was your scene of the week for EastEnders? My scene of the week was Mick Carter finally doing a Danny Dyer moment and 
pushing Dean Wicks up against that tree and, t- <laughs> and telling him how much he seriously wanted to kill him, but didn't end up doing so, which really kind of knocked it down a bit. But the way he treated him throughout that entire scene, dragging him out of the cell on, taking him to that spot, explaining everything from his side while Dean is supposedly explaining everything from his side. That entire scene as a whole was just perfect. (laughs) Except for maybe the shovel. The shovel was kind of dumb. He's such a pussy. Oh, D, D, what the fuck you about to do with this? And 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 uh, Mick is standing there like, really? You gonna want to put that? You gonna want to put that thing down, son? I'm like, prove to me you ain't got nothing to be ashamed of, right now. Uh-huh. I'll hit you with the shovel. Really now? <laughs> you gonna hit him with a shovel? This is Daddy freaking tired. He can take that freaking shovel out of your hand and whap you with it himself, with your hand still on the damn shovel. <laughs> You know, I feel like calling Dean a pussy is an insult to pussies, you know, so I'm not going to even say that because I'm, I'm trying to cut out the bitches and the pussies because I don't, I don't want to insult women or pussycats like that. So I'm just going to say he's a fucking punk. That was such a punk ass move <laughs> right there. Yeah, and, I mean, up until he picked up that shovel, after he put it back and Mick went bat shit against the tree I was like Jesus Christ that was one of the most impactful scenes I have seen on this show and since the since Linda actually told him about it I mean it was just fantastic and I I, I just it was great it was great and I found myself thinking hmm now, if only when Steve had kidnapped Finn O'Hallios, oh, no. if we had gotten a scene that strong, and if John Paul had just revealed the truth of the rape right then, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, yes, but yeah, it was fantastic, baby. I loved it. Loved it. Uh, I'm going to jump to my what's the hell, because it's related, and I love that Mick called... Uh, uh, Dean out on this. Dino blaming his mommy for raping Linda. Yeah. Girl, bye. I was like, ugh, this little motherfucker right here. So Dean says to Shirley, I never would have touched Linda if you hadn't messed with my head. Okay. So your mom leaves town so she don't get caught up on shooting Phil's ass. Leaves your ass not an accessory to attempted murder. And she messed with your head so much that you had to pray for woman. Oh, poor baby. But she wanted it. Oh, yeah. She, she was waiting for me in the kitchen with my hot chocolate that she told me she was going to make. <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so when when Mick was kind of like, oh, yeah, so so what happened? So you were a little upset over your mommy, and so then you had to take it out on Linda? I was like, you tell mm-hmm. this motherfucker. He's, oh, his, reasoning for not, his reasoning for not killing him was just perfect, though. 
it was a man. You know, he wasn't going to hurt his family like that. He mm-hmm. was going to, the love of his li- wife was going to prevent him from ending Dean's life. And I thought, hey, you get it, son. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Ugh, just ridiculous with his foolishness. But yeah, I was, I was, I was over him. You should have messed with my head, mommy. Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> man crying while impactful at times has no effect on me anymore because of what he did. Yep. Same here, baby. I'm just like fuck you. I was you gonna say if it was if it was like the actual man crying of Aaron, which also didn't have any effect on me because he's a flippin' idiot. Yep. yep. If he wasn't, or if it actually came out that way that she wanted it too i was just like hey if she wanted it that's fine but you can tell by how she reacted and the silence and she did actually say no once as i recall it's just like dude you're dick just leave mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't be a rapist yep sorry about <laughs> it so shit son ain't no getting around it you can't say the words but you're a fucking rapist live with it yeah you know you know, I remember that day after. At first, you know, they had us thinking maybe it wasn't rape, but then that day after, just the way he was acting, Lord. you know, trying to set it up to where, oh, he had met some woman, and they went out and had a good time, even telling that story. And then when Dean, when uh, Mick came, he was all bracing. You know, what does he know? What does he know? Yeah, Dean's he's a piece of shit. Fuck him. <laughs> shit. What you got for your scene of uh, no? You're what the hell for East End? <sighs> My what the hell was actually uh, the fact that it's another uh, Dean-related one, actually. Uh, (laughs) Dean trying to keep do everything in his power to keep his salon open by passing stuff out to the woman that he raped. I mean, I understand the whole promotional thing. Hey, I need my customers back because everybody thinks I raped this woman. But he actually had somebody walk up to Linda and give her one of his little bags of stuff. I'm like, I'm done. I'm done with him. I I hope he and his little shop of his little shop of hair cutlery goes away for a long time. Lola's going to be pissed, sure. But, you know, she doesn't deserve that. She's barely old enough to realize what's going on with herself, let alone. I mean, that scene at the uh, at Patrick's where Lola's sitting there saying, we're going to discuss my future blades. I'm like, really? After all the shit he just pulled, you're going to discuss your future at Blades? I, 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 mm. young, and dumb, young and dumb, baby. And she played it well, young and yep. dumb. You know, but Shirley, Shirley got in the sea since That's why she kicked the ass out of the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to give love real quick to Miss Cat Moon, who was like, this promo at Blades, it's a new strategy. Haircut by a pervert. I was dead. 
I was like, I love you, Cat Moon. You could do no wrong. I don't care how many times you cheat on Alfie. I love you, girl. I, I, I seriously, though, I, I understand the whole promotional thing, but you did not go having people hand out stuff to people that you know ain't going to be going to that shop. I was done. It was a mess, baby. Well, I want to close with my scene of the week, which we're going to keep it on the quarters, was Mick walking in that goddamn living room, snatching that glass away from Tina and Stan and throwing it dead on the goddamn wall and breaking that shit. Because I was over Tina's ridiculous ass caving to, you know, killing Stan. And I thought Lee had convinced Stan to stop that bullshit. Lee then went and tried to convince, uh, you know, Tina to stop that bullshit. But there she goes, you know. And that's the thing. So, assisted suicide is legal in some states in, in the United mm-hmm. States and uh, I saw a documentary on uh, I think Oregon where it's legal yeah. right? This is the process you have to have six months or less to live and then I think you go through two counseling sessions where you you know review exactly what it is that you want to do and you plan the shit out but I think the, the entire process where you uh want to end your life I think you can get a terminal diagnosis right but you can actually not kill yourself until you have six months left to live but I mean that's a long term process I mean it's probably something you have to do probably at least you know six months plus you know probably a year before you want to end your life you can do that legally okay Sam just pulled this shit out of his ass like a month ago so, motherfucker, I mean, you ain't trying to do it legal. I expect there may be some place in Europe where you can do it legally, but you can't, you know, you can't just do that stuff in like a couple of months. What are you doing? It's just, it's ridiculous. So, yes, I'm very glad that, uh, I'm very glad that uh, Mick stopped him because uh, that was just on my nerves. So... Let's go ahead and do our fucking best character of the week. Who was yours, Miss Lynn? Mick Carter. It was Mick Carter, hands down, 100%. From, Brit- or from, like you said a few minutes ago, from breaking that glass on the wall and pretty much telling Tina and Stan which way was up to pushing Dean up against that tree like the manly man he finally came out to be it was just like oh my god this man is perfect (laughs) yes that's a good one well I am going to have to go with a female on EastEnders Stacy was on fire this week my girl got surely to recognize that her son may be a rapist. She's just like, you go in there, you go look at your son, and you tell me, you know, you convince yourself that he is telling the truth. And after she had that conversation with Stacy, Shirley's kind of looking at Dean sideways, like, mm-hmm. And then Stacy is like, okay, look at Shab now. You like him, 
he likes you. Please go ahead and do what you do because you're getting on my damn nerves with this shit. And Chef's like, but I don't know what to say. Oh, God, just go over there and talk to him. And then she talks for two seconds and runs out the door. Chef damn talks to Kush for two seconds and the Queen Vic and runs out the door. And then Kush is just standing there looking stupid. And Stacy's like, oh, my God, will you go get that girl and go talk to that girl? And I'm just like, yes. I, I, <laughs> I, was, I was three seconds to putting Stacy Slater as my character of the week again, too. So. Baby, yes, she was on. She was the linchpin, convincing characters to realize what they needed to realize so the positive change could happen. I feel like she's done the best job at getting Shirley to realize the truth of who Dean is, and she, she, her influence definitely helped uh, cushion Shabnam to get together. When Shabnam walked up in that pub, and Stacy's like, "Uh huh, you just had to come in here and check and see when Shab, when I Kush said we were on a date, if it was real, huh?" Girl, you know I ain't mess with that man. Come get your man, girl. Come get your man. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Girl, is this high school? Come on here. <laughs> Go get He's your 29 man. 29 <laughs> years old. Get your man. <laughs> okay. And I was thinking, too, I was like, girl, you done slept with him. <laughs> what you waiting on? What you talking about? You know what it did, Dean? You shouldn't be scared to say, I like you. <laughs> Although it was cute. Second, for a word, child. That's all you got to say. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <sighs> I like you. Come on, finish it. Yeah. Now you tell me, I like you, Gush. I like you, Shaps. I said these two is too goddamn cute. And my man, he went, got it. He picked a little fast ass up. Congratulations on that marathon, girl. Picked a little fast ass up. No, I ain't, I ain't letting you go. You came in there to say, y'all like me. I want a hit. Tell me. It was great. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. And it was a good love story, you know. So, yes, Stacy for being Cupid and for shining a blinding light of truth in the Shirley's face. The fucking best. Love her, love her, love her. Agreed. <laughs> All right, Lens. So tell the people where to find you online. All right. I am Lindsay Amanda, L-Y-N-D-S-I, Amanda, on both Twitter and Tumblr. <laughs> and I am, who am I, brother, so on Twitter? <laughs> Why am I confused? It's it's almost midnight where I am. It is midnight where Lindsay is. <laughs> So, it's getting late, y'all. <laughs> I'm Brother Soap on Twitter, and I'm tweeting at British Soap Podcast, tweeting, tumbling at BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com. Lord have mercy. Check out Soap Smack Talk. I ain't reading all the shit I normally say. Check them out. They good. <laughs> shit. If you want to find us on iTunes, <laughs> search for the, the British Soap Podcast there. And we're on Tumblr. We're at BritishSoapPodcast.tumblr.com and at UK Soap Podcast on the Twitters. And with that, we got a later show to record, y'all. So y'all will be hearing later next week. Uh, so next week's show will be pre-recorded. So we will come back the week after that, after EastEnders Live Week. And we're going to get into who killed Lucy Bill. So that's going to be a good show, I think. So until next time, I ain't want no more tea. I ain't a Yeti, am I? Bye. <laughs> I giggle every time. <laughs>